The technology likely to have the greatest impact on the next few decades has arrived. You can start building completely new concepts for payments that we've never thought of. Move the need for a financial intermediary to transact value. Bitcoin and the blockchain have an amazing future. This is going to transform society. Hey guys, how's it going? And welcome to the second episode of our podcast series, Blog Broadcasts. The topic of today's discussion will be OTC markets, over-the-counter markets. These are markets not used by the everyday trader, but mostly by large institutions who are buying cryptocurrencies in bulk. OTC markets allow participants to trade with one another directly on a peer-to-peer basis, where two parties organize a transaction through various communication models such as over the phone, Skype, email and other proprietary electronic trading systems. Sometimes these trades involve a third party intermediary, such as a bank, as the transaction may involve a monetary exchange via a simple bank transfer. This is particularly attractive for some buyers as an OTC trade can be anonymized and made private, whereas when you go through an exchange like Binance, customers must comply by KYC and AML requirements, which involves revealing their identity. OTC markets allow these individuals to trade with one another without others being aware of the price that the trade was executed at. This means that OTC trades are completed without influencing the market value of the underlying asset being traded, as opposed to traditional trades made in exchanges where all the orders are publicly visible. Even if you aren't intending on engaging in OTC trading, we think that being aware of OTC trading is important for all the following reasons. In the past, hedge funds, investment funds, and accredited investors have all preferred to use OTC markets when trading their traditional securities, but now they've started to use it in the cryptocurrency markets as well. This is good for the cryptocurrency world for a number of reasons. Firstly, the recent spike in OTC volume indicates that large institutions or companies who want to buy in bulk are beginning to consider cryptocurrencies as legitimate assets and securities that they now want to invest in. The increase in OTC trading is also a sign of increased confidence in cryptocurrencies and as a result will incite further trading and encourage herd behaviour. Secondly, even though these trades are done on OTC markets and the agreed price isn't published, with continued investments being made, this will lead to an overall rise in the price of cryptocurrencies for the simple laws within the theory of demand and supply. Adam Smith's law of demand and supply dictates that as OTC volume increases, and the demand for cryptocurrency increases, a rise in price will follow suit. Scarcity will also have a factor to play in cryptocurrencies. In the case of Bitcoin, there will only ever be 21 million Bitcoins, and roughly 4 million are already estimated to have been lost in frozen wallets, so investors have to compete for the limited supply being sold. And thirdly, some of the investment funds that are starting to invest in cryptos are funds that regular citizens can invest their money in as a way to diversify their investments. Example of these are pension funds and big family funds. When investing alone in cryptocurrencies, an individual may feel uncomfortable with the price volatility that comes with them. However, when investing in a fund, although the price volatility still exists, it allows the investor to hedge their investment and minimize the effects of the volatility. Hence, if there is an increase in the amount of people wanting Bitcoin or other cryptos in their portfolio, the funds will purchase more cryptos via OTC markets. There are, of course, some risks involved with OTC markets, 
as was observed in the financial crisis in 2007 and 2008. In normal times, OTC markets function healthily, and usually every participant in an OTC market will profit. But in times of a crisis, OTC trading leads to further financial stress due to counterparty risk. This is where one member in the transaction defaults and essentially runs out of money. In the case of 2007 and 2008, companies were reported to having been leveraged up to 30 times and once everything collapsed, they were simply unable to pay back these extortionately inflated investments. As Steve Eisman, the protagonist in The Big Short, describes, they mistook leverage for genius. As a result, in the 2007 and 2008 crisis, mortgage-backed securities and other derivatives such as CDOs and, C and CMOs, which were traded solely in the OTC markets, could not be priced reliably as liquidity totally dried up in the absence of buyers. This resulted in an increasing number of dealers withdrawing from their market-making functions, exacerbating the liquidity problem and causing a worldwide credit crunch. Overall, it's important for everyone in the crypto scene to be aware of the OTC markets as they can influence the way the markets function and as such, how their investments could be affected. Although it's extremely hard to gauge, people working within the OTC market and people who have studied it all believe that OTC markets in cryptocurrencies receive more trading volume per day than traditional exchanges like Binance and BitTREX. This indicates that CoinMarketCap's market size figures are largely inaccurate and that the market volume of cryptocurrencies is in fact a lot larger than one would assume. This acts as an extra element of reassurance that cryptocurrencies are here to stay and are simply not in a bubble waiting for